Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Dene. Hey, this is Maggie Andrew. I'm a singer from Nova Scotia, Canada, but I actually am LA-based now, which is pretty awesome. And a fun fact about myself is that I have four older brothers and I am the only girl in the family. <laughs> oh, what's that I'm like? the baby. <laughs> um, I always wished I had a sister, but like growing up, I have like two older, older brothers. And then I have mm-hmm. two twin brothers who are four years older than me. So kind of like, you know, the older ones were already gone when I was born. So then it was like, I just had the twins there and their best of friends. So it made me very independent and, uh, yeah. probably I probably wouldn't change that for anything I mean it's it's a cool atmosphere having four brothers you know made me tough so yeah yeah oh yeah I can imagine. <laughs> that's awesome all right today's episode of sound scrub we are going to be talking about ILMIHM by Maggie Andrew let's start with the lyrics of this song what is the song about and what inspired you to write it um, the song is basically, it's, you know, about loving yourself and hating yourself. You know, there's everybody like goes through like a cycle in their brain. Sometimes like you do things that you love and you do things that you hate. And some people have parts of themselves, you know, that they don't like and that they do like. So for me, writing the song was really in the studio. Like we, we wrote the song in a day and basically we went in and every day I would bring my journal with me and I just like start writing how I was feeling like when I got in there and I kind of started, I was really kind of like downing myself and just not feeling so great that day. So it started with, you know, like, why do I like feel so, so fucking anxious? I could die. And then as Mm -hmm. we kept writing the song, you know, the confidence and like all of that came back to, to me and like, you know, how I really do feel like most days, but um, it's basically, you know, just the struggle of, of, you know, at the end of the day, you're alone with yourself and, and it's mm-hmm. always you who's going to be there, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's like an internal fight <laughs> with myself. Right. Was there a particular event or something that happened like the night before where you went into the studio and, you know, cause you're talking about writing in the journal. So was there a particular event that happened that really inspired it? Um, not exactly. I mean, for this whole trilogy project, what had happened, like we did this whole thing in a week. So it was like, you know, every day for five days, we were in the studio making a song a day. And this was the second song that we had made. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the Honda was the very first song that we made and, uh, going into I Love Me, Hate Me. Um, I had never actually made like a pop song the way that that one feels like a lot of my music is more, I love me. I hate me. Like it feels more like that type of vibe. So then going mm-hmm. in there, I was like, if we're going to make the song, you know, I still want it to feel like me. Like it's still kind of like a dark eerie feeling. Cause when I make yeah. music, it's really just about a feeling. And, um, you know, they were like, okay, if we're going to do that, when we get into the chorus, we kind of need to like bring it up and, and make it more poppy. I was like, all right, cool. But we're not going to like stray away from, the real message of like what I'm trying to say here, you know? Right. So we kind of 
and and you know it's kind of it's kind of a funky song <laughs> at the beginning it's pretty dark and then when it gets into the second verse it's very like then it's like all the energy comes in and that's kind of what mm-hmm. i love about the song it, it kind of has a lot of different pieces of it yeah yeah i really did i loved the production on this and i definitely got that dark mood that you were setting um which i really love so um i want to talk more about the production was this being pieced together like some sort of just bare bones structure being pieced together as you were kind of writing the lyrics and the melody? Um, basically, like, so Wakayo Tahi was the producer on this song. And uh, every day we'd kind of go in with an idea. And the day that we actually started writing the song before I got to the studio, they had kind of um, like tried to like make an idea that we could run off of and mm. that idea completely got scrapped like we did not use that at all and then I would like the way that I try to like explain sounds that I like because I'm a sounds person so like certain sounds in the song is like how I want it to feel and I would say like an emotion you know and it kind of started like that where I was like I wanted to feel like this like the sound at the beginning I wanted to feel like you know anxiety and like you know, those type of feelings. So we kind of, we started with it as we, like we scrapped the old idea and then I was in the studio. So I was like, all right, let's do this. Like, and we started building from the ground up right there. So it did, it started very bare bones, nothing. And, you know, we spent a whole day working on it and then over, I, this song is almost two years old to me now, you know, it's really oh, wow. special and yeah, it's, it's very we just finished it in, in January of last year and then the pandemic happened. So, you know, they had mixing sessions and then we'd go back with notes and, you know, I think there's about five versions of the song before we got to, got it to where I was like, yes, this is perfect. So, you know, interesting. What are those like really like significantly different? Like as far as Um, maybe even just tone? Not exactly. I mean, obviously okay. when we, the day, the day of mix is like, it doesn't have the harmonies and all that right. stuff on top of it. It's, it's very, it's still a song, but it was like the, the synth in the song was different. And then the, the baseline in the song was a little bit different. You know, I wanted that to like hit a lot harder and some of the drums mm-hmm. were different. So we kind of had to like, it's very, it's not too different, but to me as like a person who like picks out little tiny sounds in any song and I'm like oh I like that or I don't like that mm-hmm. um though they're significant to me but I think to the average listener they probably wouldn't notice but right I notice <laughs> yeah no for sure um well I I want to say I really just love the intro for the song as well is and that's you. kind of like really important nowadays to like hook mm-hmm. in a listener so did that take you guys a while because I I believe you're hu- like humming or something, right? It's like a vocal that's happening. Uh-huh. Okay. And then yeah. I do hear it like in the production later. So did yeah. that kind of take you guys a while to figure out how to start the song? Uh, No, we kind of, you know, after we like, it took a minute to like start writing the song. Like that was obviously that's the hardest part. So, you know, mm-hmm. we wrote that. And then after we laid down, the verse and then a little bit of the chorus before we wrote the second verse you know I'm I love harmonies and I love stacking my vocals and I love layering things so then Wakayo is like a literal like beast in the studio and any harmony like 
things like I can hear harmonies in my head sometimes and I can't like sing them, but I know where the note is supposed to hit. And I'm like, well, Kyle, like I hear this and he's like, hold on. And then he's like, he just sings it. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Like in this part here, you know, to, to do like the, Oh, that part right there. Like Mm -hmm. that, like when we did that, it was super quick and we just, we stacked it a few times and uh, then you got that full sounding feeling full circle vocal right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, again, I loved how you guys used it again because it's essentially like another melodic hook. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really smart and I just loved it. I could feel it like in the song when it was placed Mm -hmm. um, in other spots. So yeah, I just really loved it. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in this song. Um... I have like a few favorites, you know, and like the first verse of like, I I just love the intro of like, why do I feel so fucking anxious? I could die. Cause you know, I've had a lot of anxiety throughout my life and that's mm-hmm. just a very true feeling to, and it's very honest and raw. And I really love that line. But then, you know, when we go into the second verse where it's, you know, confidence, like I'm a tomboy and a bad bitch at the same time uh it's like i love that line because it's true and it's you know it shows two sides of myself mm-hmm. where really some days i do wake up and i just i'm like i can't get out of bed and then i'm like mm-hmm. fuck and i make myself get it up and you know i go to the bathroom and i like play in my makeup and like do a fun eyeshadow look or something and then i look in the mirror and i'm like damn like you really are a bad bitch you know mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> i can i can feel both of those things in the same day and I love both those lines just because I love the contrast mm-hmm. in between, you know? Yeah. No, the lyric is super relatable. Um, I think that's a constant battle that a lot of us go through is loving yourself and then hating yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, I gravitated towards the lyrics too. So I was just interested if you had a favorite. <laughs> uh I mean, I love them all. Yeah, I would no, pick for them sure. All could, but those are those are the two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that stand out the most. I think. Well, do you have a favorite production element? I know you have some that are super tucked in there, like you said, that like the average listener may not hear. So I'm interested to mm-hmm. know. I really just love the hook. Like the "I love me, I hate me" part is really, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I want this to sound like vocoder like I love vocoders so I was kind of like can we do something like that and then well Kyle tapped in and like made it not sound like at the beginning like it sounded a bit more robotic but then as we moved through it you know we smoothed it out and um that really like I just I really love that part and I love doing all the drums and like the bass lines on things because I love when a song just like hits really hard when you play it in the car (laughs) that's kind of though yeah those two parts were definitely like I think the highlight of of making that song but I love just being able to go into a studio with with people um Riley Bucala wrote the song with me as well and you know being in with those two every day for a week was like it was a dream you know I love being yeah. able to go to the studio make a whole song in a day and leave with a bounce that I can like listen to rather than like make a few like ideas or something like I like we were in there all day long from like lunchtime I think so like 10 at night and then we were like we're not leaving till we're done this so it was really 
it's really rewarding, you know, to be able to go into the studio and, and write a song and finish it in the same day. And then obviously still work on it, but just to have the complete idea there is really, mm-hmm. it's very rewarding. <laughs> Were there any other cool moments that happened in the studio for this particular song like maybe during the recording process yeah I mean kind of as we started it I just the second verse like that was completely unexpected but Riley really Riley's an amazing songwriter and he really was like let's kind of like flip it you know the song doesn't have to be dark and sad and and we can pick it up in the second half and I was like that sounds sick and then we're kind of like let's try and do like a little like like hip-hoppy like rap type thing on the second verse you know where you mm-hmm. and I was like all right cool let's let's try it and at that point you know I had never really done anything like that so that oh. was a really yeah so that was kind of like Riley really, you know, just opened up the doors and was like, you can do anything that you want. Let's try it. And I was like, all right. And then it was sick. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that part. And I would have never even guessed that that was like new to you. Um, I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, it was that week, like making all these songs, it was really just like discovery you know because I'd never Mm. I'd always gone into the studio with songs that I'd already written and like a voice memo and been like all right I want to like produce this idea out it was never like building something from the ground up and like you know having that experience to like try different things and like find different tones in my voice you know and and be able to just spend the whole day on a brand new idea and if something doesn't work it doesn't work but if something does work like that's a new thing that I just unlocked, which was really awesome. It was a good learning experience and, you know, it, Mm -hmm. it really worked out. So. Yeah. I love it. Well, you do have a video for this song as well. So I'd love to know more about the backstory on the concept for this. So the director, Andy Hines, who's actually from Nova Scotia as well. We met out in LA, like in person. That's where we first met a few years ago, which was kind of amazing. I mean, Nova Scotians kind of find themselves everywhere in the world, which was awesome. (laughs) So so (laughs) we really kind of connected a lot deeper over the time that I was making the trilogy. And I had sent him these songs like the day of mixes. And he was like, you're not going to anybody else. Like I am doing these videos. And I was like, all right, sweet. (laughs) So we had really kind of like flushed out the ideas of what these videos would look like two years ago. And, you know, we shot them earlier this year back in Nova Scotia, which was amazing. And the, I love me. I hate me video, I think is probably my favorite one out of the trilogy. It really, um, it starts, you know, I used to work at Tim Hortons (laughs) and that was my job. So, I mean, in the video, I'm working at a pizza shop, like Mm-hmm. I hate my job. It sucks. I don't want to work there, but like, I'm good at my job. But like, you know, I, right. I'm not born to like work at a pizza shop or work at Tim Hortons for the rest of my life. You know, those mm-hmm. things are all just like meant to like segue me into what I'm actually supposed to do. So you see that part of my life and the video, it really, it, since, you know, it's two sides of me, it uh, goes back and forth between the life I've already lived. So you see me in my, in my high school bedroom, writing a song on my guitar. And then, you know, it flips to a scene where I'm walking out on stage and that's kind of the life, obviously that's being manifested for Mm -hmm. me from all the things that I've been doing. 
And the message, I mean, stays the same between these two lives that you see, you know, it's kind of like for the best comparison, it's like Hannah Montana, basically, you know, you have Miley Stewart (laughs) and then you have Hannah Montana and it's like, you know, the feelings that I feel as that I've like felt as Maggie Andrew in high school, as a kid, like growing up, you know, as things progress and get better, you know, when I'm going on tour, like there's still moments where I'm going to feel alone and feel by myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and even back in high school moment, like there's times when I felt like a bad bitch in high school and like (laughs) throughout my life, you know, I'm going to feel like that. And it's, it's really, it, it flashes between the life that I've already lived and probably the life that I'm about to be entering into. And, um, we really just wanted to, to make it, you know, I'm, I'm in the, the Escalade in the car going on the way to my show at the beginning. And I'm like leaning my head on the window. And then there's another scene where I, because this is in the, in the time where I was leaving the boyfriend from the first part Mm -hmm. of the trilogy, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like that unhappiness kind of like, that's very fleshed out into my music and, and all everything that I make is like a feeling and an emotion. So even though the song is like, it has a good beat and it's kind of like, there's, it still has a story to it. And, um, Mm -hmm. it really, you know, it shows in the video, me kind of getting away from that and, uh, flipping into this new life, but never forgetting where I came from. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like, it definitely, it just is my literal favorite video. Like I'm so excited about it. (laughs) I've been like, we made this like back in February ish. And like, I, ever ever since that, I've been like, I can't wait for this to come out. Like, right. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, I've been lucky enough to see it before everyone else. And, um, it's, so beautiful like I I mean I I get the full story and it and it goes so well with the song and and then it's just beautifully shot there's so many moments in there of you that can be still pictures so I hope that I don't know if Mm -hmm. you guys got behind the scenes pictures too but even just the way that like the color of the whole video I feel like it goes really well with even the production of the song so Uh I just thought it was great I I really enjoyed it Andy for sure like he is a visionary you know and he really helped like execute the creative vision on this because you know shooting this obviously there's no like big super glamour scenes or anything it's all very genuine even when it's like Mm -hmm. flipping you know going to the hotel room looking over the city and and uh I don't know there's one shot like it's it's very quick but um in the hotel room when I'm drinking like the last sip of the champagne and it pans over to the table with the magazine covers that are like they have all these terrible like they're like gossip magazines that are like Mm -hmm. maggie andrew you know like life of the party whatever can she really sing all this stuff you know it's like leaving the old life you know i'm 22 so it's kind of like i'm leaving high school moving into this life it's like it's still kind of like high school you know there's still clicks and there's still rumors and all this stuff so it's like that life kind of translates into this new grown-up world you know that that I'm going into now and you just learn new ways to deal with it and just having like that scene like Andy came up with that and I was like that's 
amazing. And I got to keep those like mock magazine covers. And um, like, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes from the video, just because, you know, leaving high school and then going into that, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. you grow up, but you never really leave. Like there's still people who who will stoop to that level and, you know, Mm -hmm. they want to get the best of you and say something to like, you know, break you out out of who you are and take you out of your, your character and people want to break that. And that was kind of something that I thought was really cool that when we were making the treatment for the video, like I literally thought it was so amazing. Well, pre-congratulations to you on that release and I'm excited for everyone to see it. Thank you so much. Do you have any other interesting facts that may have happened during the writing recording process of the song that you want to share? I mean, I definitely like, I just look back on that experience. Like since then I've I've made a lot more music and that Mm. whole time really kind of like showed me what I can do. And like, since then I've just been, I learned so much and I now every time I go into the studio and, and make a song, it's kind of like, I look back on that experience. So that, especially with I love me I hate me that was just a huge huge like curve in in my growth as an artist and I think like I mean it's not really a fun fact but like it's just something cool for me you know as as I grow and move on I'm always going to look back on that as just like one day that really changed my life (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah well I do want to say uh just based on what you know you told me about your experience with this song um think there's something to be said about you and your artistry which is very important to you because you had said that you know they kind of went in one direction but you were pretty strong headed about what you were imagining with the sound and Mm -hmm. that and that for like a young artist it's kind of hard for them Mm -hmm. to um, stand up for what they really really want uh, yeah. So I think there's something to be said about that and just and being able to work with producers and writers that really understand your vision and just want to help you elevate that and bring it to life. And and I like that, you know, you kind of stood your ground. And they were obviously willing to. Yeah. Go with. I mean, in a male dominated industry, you really just got to like any girl yeah. out there, like if you have something that you believe in literally just say it because otherwise like don't let anybody tell you no like Mm -hmm. if I'm gonna have to sing these things for the rest of my life like it needs to sound like this otherwise you know I'm not gonna feel good about it so really when I have an idea obviously I'm open to like any ideas that other people have because you know you never know what somebody could say and it could make it a thousand times better but in the bones of everything it's very like if there's a certain sound that I need to hear, like something needs to be turned up, turned down, like I'm very specific about that. And mm-hmm. um, that's really important. So definitely yeah. glad that I got to work with the guys um, on this song because they, they were amazing. They were really like, you know, these are your songs. This is something you're going to have to like perform for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. we're not leaving the studio until you feel 100%. Like you love it. So I really really appreciate that in, um, you know, teamwork and working with people. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, Maggie, can you tell everyone where they can download and stream I L M I H M? Yeah. <laughs> and where they can follow you on social media? Yeah. Um, so you can find the song on all your streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, um, Amazon, Title, Deezer, whatever the other ones are that people use. Um, the video is on YouTube and uh, you can follow me. I'm mostly very active on my Instagram. So I mean, you can follow me on Instagram at Maggie D'Andrew and across all socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, you know, everything is the same. So you can find me there and keep up with me over there. Yes. Thank you so much, Maggie, for coming on my show. I Thank you so much for having the me. The backstory of this song <laughs> and so excited for your video release. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Why do I get so fucking anxious I could die? Does anybody realize that I'm trying? Swear to God I'm dumb or stupid, I'm discouraging my mind I get scared to fucking make mistakes, my body aches, I'm out of place Why do I even exist? I'm barely breathing I've been feeling so defeated can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Danae, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Danae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadanae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening.